You're listening to The Driven, the podcast that gives you the news and the views and the ins and the outs on electric vehicles. It is brought to you by Solaray Energy, designing and installing solar and storage solutions so you can run your electric vehicle the smart way on solar. Well, welcome back to another episode of The Driven. My name is Nigel Morris, and I'm obsessed with electric motorcycles. In fact, so much so that I'm going to suggest to Giles that we should rename this episode The Ridden, not The Driven, because we're going to get on to the better topic of the best part of the EV conversation, and that is, of course, electric motorcycles. Some years ago, I had a call out of the blue from a chap that I'd never met before, and he started talking to me about electric motorbikes and um, some ideas that he had and some things that he was thinking of doing. And here we are, 18 months or so later, uh, and um, the gentleman that I was chatting to by the name of Peter Hull uh, has now got a business up and running and has officially entered the electric motorcycle space in Australia, which is always a good thing to have someone else. Uh, Peter is from Evoke Electric Motorcycles Australia. Peter, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Nigel. You're welcome. Um, I did. Uh, Peter sent me a, f- a photo. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you're you're locked down in Melbourne. Is that right? I am indeed. Yes, we made it into Melbourne, and and uh, Daniel Andrews has got us here for a little bit. Right. So you you look very comfortable in your tracky dacks, uh, tucked up somewhere warm. So uh, that's the best you could do, mate. Stay safe down there, and we'll we'll get to where you came from and why on earth you're in Melbourne, given that you live in Rockhampton in a minute. But um, let's let's go back a step. Um, where did you come from? And how did you end up entering the electric motorcycle space and forming your business of Evoke Electric Motorcycles Australia? Oh, great question. Um, my brother and I, Chris, uh, were sitting in my shed having a couple of beers on Friday night. We have a bit of a shed night in my shed. I've got plenty of motorbikes and stuff, so we come around and have a beer and play motorbikes. And uh, we decided we were going to build a solar car and go on the World Solar Challenge. Ah, so we, we sat down and we said, yep, nah, we'll throw five grand in each. We've got a budget of 10 grand. Let's build a solar car and we'll do the World Solar Challenge. As you and, do. As you do. <laughs> <laughs> so we got on the website and first thing that pops up, entry fee, 10 grand. So that, <laughs> that idea out the window. <laughs> but we also saw on the bottom of the website, it said uh, volunteers wanted. So we thought, Let's do it. So Chris and I volunteered and we were officials on the World Solar Challenge from Darwin to Adelaide because we've always been interested in solar panels and wind power and and alternative energies and and, and the environment. So that's sort of kind of our passion and motorcycles. Uh, And when we're in Darwin, we thought, oh, let's test ride this zero electric motorcycle. It's up here. There's a dealer up here. Mm -hmm. So we did. And from the first ride, I'm like, this is awesome. We've got to get one. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's that happens to people. That happens. <laughs> it, it does. Uh, didn't have the cash at the time, so saved up six months later. Said I'm ready to go, and zero had pulled out of Australia. Mm-hmm. So it went a bit flat for a season or two, and then I eventually found one secondhand on the uh, open market, and um, I went down. I bought it from. Uh, Sydney, and the guy rang up and I was speaking to him on the phone. He says, where are you? I said, Rockhampton. He said, oh, that's too far away. 
I said, no, nah, no, no worries yourself. Throw some money in your bank account and then start talking because you've got to have both the passion of motorcycles and uh, and the technology. Mm-hmm. So I uh, went down and bought my Zero and uh, brought it back to uh, to Rockhampton and I had a Harley at the time. And I said, Chris, let's go for a ride. So I jumped on the Zero. He jumped on the Harley and we went for this awesome ride. And I'm like, oh, you've got to ride this. So we did the swapsie. Uh, he jumped on the electric and I jumped back on the Harley. And I remember thinking, oh, this Harley's loud. And it's, I've, <laughs> I've got screaming eagle exhaust pipes. And I'm like, I know what it's like to have a screaming eagle in your ear. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so then I'm like, oh, Chris, this thing clunks and bangs. I said, let's swap back. And he just looked at me and said, nah, zip, away he went. <laughs> so for the rest of the day, I was chasing him around. <laughs> So, so that's uh, that's such a common story, hey, about people just kind of get that, that that they have a little taste and they go, oh my goodness, this is good. And and so, okay, you got yourself a zero, but then what? You just woke up and went, right, we're starting a business. We're into this. I'm like, no, nah, I've got to get Chris a bike because he keeps stealing mine. So ah. that that's when the search began. So we went looking for the second electric motorcycle, mm-hmm. and that's when we came across uh, a Vogue. Yep. And um, so yeah, so we we went down. Um, found one there, there was they were coming into australia but only on a um, sort of a, an individual basis so we we sort of got down in in the process of purchasing one evoke motorcycle we end up buying the import rights and to australia <laughs> as you do <laughs> as you do so now i've got i've got half a dozen electric motorbikes in my shed now Beautiful. Well, that's what everyone should have. Uh, just to be clear, listeners, uh, that's the target to aim for. Uh, six. In fact, you, you might have more electric motorbikes in your shed than you'd be. No, you'd be the second most in your shed. I think there's one guy in Newcastle who we both know who has a fair he's, collection. He's got a bigger collection than me. <laughs> I, I've got three. I've got the uh, an Evoke, a Zero, and a little scooter. I've got a yeah. scooter as well. Yeah, nice. Okay, so you, you got bitten by the bug. An opportunity came up. Uh, you you were fortunate enough to grab the import rights. So uh, let's let's talk about Evoke. What what is it? Wh- who is Evoke? Why Evoke? And and why did you you know put a put, put your bets on uh, Evoke? Um, oh, they just. It was what we could get our hands on. Then when we saw it, we're like, you know what? This isn't a bad product. It's definitely a copy of a, a Japanese motorbike. Um, and they've, they've you know, taken a few dip bits and pieces out of the parts bin. So when you actually get on and ride it, you think, ah, it actually does ride all right. It does handle it. You know, geometry wise, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guys that actually run Evoke in, um, in Asia, it's actually a Hong Kong based company. Uh, manufactured in China, mm-hmm. but the two guys that run it, one guy's a, a Chinese American and the other guy's a um, German guy. So mm-hmm. their, their knowledge together and we just, you know, when we got our first bike, we, we sort of rang out and said, oh, these are a bit, you know, a little bit average. We could improve this. We could do that. And they originally said, you know, Australia is a bit of a whinger. But, <laughs> but then now they ring us up and say, hey, hey, guys, what do you think of this? We're going to do this. And, you know, there's a bit of feedback and it's been really good because they're only a startup company as well. Mm-hmm. We're a bit of a startup, so we're able to share our, our information and, and, and our experience. Nice, nice. So how how long have Evoke been going? I, I've been keeping a, keeping a watchful eye on them for a few years. What, what's, what's their story? 
Uh, I believe they got together. It was uh, a bunch of guys working for Foxconn in... Um, ah, makers of the iPhone and Enphase microinverters and a whole bunch of high-grade electronics, right? So, yeah, they were there um, and, and wanted some electric bikes to go to to, uh, to work and back and realised there wasn't something that really suited them in the market. So they said, well, why don't we build it? Mm-hmm. So they did. So back in, I think their concept was birthed in 2012 and then in 2014 they went into production um, uh, basically focused on their local market for the next few years so 14 15 16 17 yep. um, they focused on their local market and then they realized they've actually built a decent enough product to to actually export so 2017 they opened it up to to the world um, mm-hmm. and and said you know who wants to play the game yeah, and they've got them. They've got. I've seen uh, in the US and even a couple in Europe. I think people on various forums and stuff who have been talking very enthusiastically about the Evoke. So they've, they're starting to get them out them out there globally now, right? Yeah, they've got New Zealand and Guam. So we, we need to do a business trip to Guam and check them out. <laughs> so, so yeah, no, they're definitely getting out there. Yeah, nice, nice. Okay, so you you got a bunch of bikes down. Uh, you picked up the the wholesale rights. Um, you've talked uh, heaps with me um, offline about how great the relationship is with the factory, which is a wonderful thing to to hear because that allows you to, you know, help play that role in making sure that the bike's right for Australia. And let's face it, Australia is a, a horrible place to bring uh, a piece of electronic gadgetry. I've learned that in thirty years of solar. So it, it is it is an awesome place to really prove out uh, a technology and I know you've talked to me about some of the improvements that they've made to the bike to um, uh, to zhuzh it up a little bit and, and and make it suitable for Australia and so you know what have you learned along the way uh, what um, tell me about you know some of the some of the little things that you know are going to make this a good proposition for someone that, that you've had influence on changing on the bike um, yes Definitely on the the temperature. We're up in Queensland, up in central Queensland, where it's uh, nice and hot all the time, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Um, we went and we talked to different bits and pieces in regards to their their heat sink on their uh, controller. Yep. Um, some word they have changed that around um, just to get a bit better airflow, and, and just going back to them saying, "Hey, these parameters, we need to look at that." Um, so a little bit of the the programming that. You know, we're saying this is how we need the bikes to perform. So they've gone back and rewritten programs and said, try this one out. And we take it for a spin and come back and say, yeah, a little bit better, but not good enough. And so a bit of programming there just to try and get it right for our conditions. Yep. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And and uh, I I I know you know after uh, COVID really didn't help um, with your plans of course uh, like a lot of people um, you know the timing wasn't great for you guys and so yeah, it took you a little bit longer to get rocking and rolling um, uh, to where you're at now with with a decent little collection of of bikes in the country and then um, I was very fortunate uh, what well, going back uh, three or four weeks now you guys actually came through Sydney on. Uh, on part of a road trip. And so you're, you're doing a run down the East Coast at the moment, which is how you ended up in Melbourne. You, you've been visiting, setting up dealerships, giving people test rides. We shot some some really lovely video, and I got to have a spin on two of your bikes, which is wonderful. So there's a video up on the Driven website and on the YouTube page for you to see some great footage uh, in, in a 
beautiful location of, of the good times we had on the Evoke and, and learn a bit more about it. Um, w- tell me what you've learned on the road trip. What's the reaction been like? What have people been saying? Uh, and how's it all gone, apart from the fact that you got locked down in Victoria, of course, which wasn't so good. <laughs> yeah, Victoria, not so good just yet, but we'll get there. Um, interesting, we, we sort of came with, uh, let's go find some dealers so we can get these out into the uh, into the market um a few of the old school motorbike shops have oh gosh that's you know that's not what we want and one of the shops i was really keen on i thought oh, it'd be great if we could get him in here our reception wasn't great so we sort of sat back and said okay we, we need to change our approach so we've actually been coming down and just saying to any and every bike shop we're walking in the front door and saying hey this is the future what do you think uh, it's been really good with that approach because we've been going into the Harley dealerships because they're on board. They've got an electric motorcycle. Mm-hmm. So as we, we walk in and all the old guys come out and they're just like, Oh, you're kind of like our little brothers, you know, you know? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's other electric bikes out there. We're not the only ones, you know. Nice. So, so yeah. So the, the reception from, from motorbike, uh, Harley shops has definitely been good. Some motor shops are a bit hit and miss. Uh, some guys are, yep. They're just like, yeah, I'm in. Uh, I can see the revolution coming. We want a part, but we've actually found a lot of traction in uh, electric push bike shops. Ah. Uh, so you go into a few electric push bikes, and guys are like, "Yeah, yeah, we've got customers that yeah, will ride an electric push bike, but yeah, on the weekend they want a bit more, and and to go on electric motorcycles just the next step." So yeah, get really good reception in in that, and a lot of those shops have got electric skateboards, electric scooters, electric push bikes and yeah hopefully now electric motorcycles yeah right i can see the logic there it's a nice it's a nice step up without you know going to you know going to the price of a of a harley for example uh which is out of reach for most people oh that's really cool um and and what about have you had a chance i I have been watching your 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 um trials and tribulations on the trip and i've seen you you've met some mares along the way you've had a bit of a look at the bike i I saw some of the people on the forum who were very excitedly talking about their test rides Have, have you had a chance to give punters a ride on this thing as well yeah, yeah, we definitely had. We had a really good reception in Canberra. Uh, we went to the uh, AEVA uh, Experience Day um, yep. with, a, with a whole bunch of electric vehicles and all the Tesla guys were there and uh, we sat in the, the new electric Mini. That looked pretty cool. Uh, but while we're there, everyone's coming along and having a test ride. So we're sort of opening it up so people can have a ride and we, we made a really good little... Uh, race circuit around the old parliament house so a <laughs> couple of really good chicanes there and a couple of roundabouts you can really fang it around and right. i think i think that was just a couple of the uh, the punters were really excited about that actually they they're like oh wow it does go and it does handle so yes. it, it opened their eyes up they just it, it's not it's not just a toy it's it's a real motorcycle and, and you know you've got to respect it because you can fang it pretty hard yeah, it's a decent little bike. And so, so let's get onto that. The ride and some of the design features. So, you know, um, 116 new Newton meters of torque into a hub drive, about, about just under 20 kilowatts. So, you know, to ride at the power kind of feels roughly like a, a sort of 400cc ice bike, which is, which is nice power, right? Um, and, and the thing actually, the, the most common question that I got, um, when I posted, um, the video that I, that I did with you guys was, Oh, what about the, you know, the sprung weight of that hub motor? Um, uh, you know, surely that was affecting the handling. And I must say, you know, like I, like I wrote in my little review, I was blown away by 
how well set up the bike is and how it handles the the the, the sprung weight in the in the hub of that motor really really well. I I was taking it through potholes and hitting every windy choppy bit of crap I could find on the road, and I was really impressed with the way that it rode, mate. Um, and you've had similar feedback from other people, right? Yep, yeah, definitely. That's one thing that some people do ask about is the the uh, the unsprung weight. But once you actually get on, and it's like any bike, you just get used to it but it's it's really not an issue uh a few people on the braking system it's kind of got like three brakes so you, you've got your standard hydraulic front brake um you've got regenerative braking so when you back off the throttle it definitely the the, uh, the hub motor turns into a hub generator yep. um, pushes power back into the battery and then your foot brakes a combination brake so basically when you put it on it has a hydraulic rear disc and then a forward front disc so if you think about it, you've got three disc brakes and a regenerative hub motor on a commuter motorcycle, so the things stop pretty quick. They do, they do. I, I love the um, the linked brakes. Actually, being an old motor guzzy man, I grew up with uh, with a front and rear linked disc setup, and uh, I love the way that that a bike handles with that because it just pulls the whole thing down and and doesn't upset the front or the back. Um, so that's that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Okay. And um, the um, uh, the other features of the bike. Uh, let's go into them. So onboard charging and charging is a, a real issue. And I think, unlike other parts of the world, we still really lack a charging network, uh, especially for smaller range vehicles like motorcycles. There's you know there's a growing network of um, of, uh, of, of Tesla chargers, of course. Motorcycles can't access them; they're lower, too lower voltage. Um, so you know onboard charging is really critical. Um, tell us what the Evokes have in terms of uh, charging. So it's got a one point eight kilowatt charger on board uh, on the Urban S and the Urban Classic has double that. It's actually got two chargers. They just put them in on parallel. But one of the things that I've actually found out with with being a commuter motorcycle is we actually only charged on a public charger for the very first time in Canberra uh-huh. because, because we actually don't do more than 150 k's from home. We, sure. commute. we commute every day and just round town and then you just come in just like your phone. You just plug it in at night. Yep. And it it, you know, we, we talk about this, this charging issue, but I forgot about it because I just put the bike in the shed, plug it in, and every time we get on it, it's full. So although we talk about it a lot, it actually becomes a no-brainer when you've got the bike and it's just you're commuting on it all the time. And even if I forget for a couple of days, you know, I'm only commuting 25Ks, and then you do four days and you've, you've burnt 100 kilometres, but you've still got 50 up your sleeve. It's like I don't have to plug in. Yeah. Yeah, I normally charge. I normally charge on Friday night because um, I definitely know that I'm going to go for a ride on on the weekend. Uh, charge Saturday night. Sometimes I might not even charge again until next Friday because I just don't need to. It's not an issue anymore. Yeah. I, I love the charging capacity on these bikes, mate. I, I think Evoke have really nailed on, on nailed it on that. Um, you know, I, I happen to have another electric motorcycle in my garage at the moment that is um, substantially uh, more expensive than than your neat little bikes, and it's got a one point four kilowatt charger. Uh, now, now it has the capability to do DC fast charging, but 
I can't get to Newcastle on it because uh, there's nowhere I can fast charge and I'm really restricted. Um, uh, even though it's got a big, decent range, it's that tiny little onboard charger that really restricts it, um, uh, unlike the higher voltage vehicles that can DC fast charge. So, and, and of course, we don't have the network. So I, I think that's a huge win. It's actually a really, uh, really important thing because it just means if you do need to boot it hard, You've got that capability there, so so I really love it. Um, let's talk about some of the other things that I that I recall from our trip. Um, uh, you know, upside down forks, radial mounted twin pot calipers, braided lines, um, seventeen inch um, uh, wheels front and rear. So just a really nice little combination. Like you said, taken straight. They didn't try and reinvent the wheel there, did they? They they just no. took it straight off other bikes that they knew were good packages. So so the handling is is really quite nice. Um, um, and uh, the ride was really good. Um, there was a couple of other features that I really liked. It's got a reverse gear. It does have a reverse gear. When it when I first got it, I thought, oh, this is a bit of a, a gimmicky. Um, but having six bikes in the shed, it's the, <laughs> it's the last one that goes in because you're always pushing them in and out. And I'm like, oh, this is brilliant. And then I'm thinking, oh, especially for the learner and commuter market, you just roll into the gutter the wrong way. And it's like, oh, now you're all embarrassed because everyone's watching you because you rode your new bike. But then you just roll out with grace. It's just, yeah, it's awesome. It I is. Really- it's, it, it's, it's one of those things. Anyone with a motorcycle will know, you know, reverse it, trying to push a motorcycle backwards is a recipe for a twisted angle uh, yep. and embarrassment. Uh, it's it's really no fun at all. So I, I think that's a, a wonderful feature. In fact, I've seen almost every electric motorcycle forum has said, why don't you put a, a reverse button on this? It wouldn't be that hard. Yep. So that's really cool. Um, and again, back to charging, it's got a type one charge port in the tailpiece, right? Yeah, charge. Yeah, type one. Yeah, yeah, which is great. That allows you to um, either with an adapter just plug into uh, a home port, or if you can find a Type One charger, you're you you can charge up when you're out and about. So that's really really cool. Um, now, we also picked up a, a Type One to Type Two adapter. So we've you know we've been going around and we haven't done it yet, but we're just like so excited to just go and use a public charger because the reality is we don't. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, and and um, just on, again on the technical specs, uh, we talked about the motor. Tell me, what's the battery capacity in this thing? Um, about eight point six kilowatts. Yep, kilowatt hours. Yep. Okay. Yep. So nice little size. That's in the same range as the the little zeros, for example. Um, yes. Certainly a cut above all the little cheap Chinese things that you would get, and you know, not too far off my zeros. Eleven point four, so not far off that, and this is undoubtedly later tech and all all air cooled, right? No liquid cooling on the drive. No, no, keeping it really simple. So, so your hub motors have got one moving part, um, just air cooled um, controller, and the battery's all air cooled. So, just quite simple. Yeah, yeah, and chain drive. No, no drive. I've got what am I saying? <laughs> it's a then hub I'll drive. Trip over myself straight away. It's only it's a hard drive. I know that. (laughs) One moving part in the whole motor. And when you think of it from that way, especially in a commuter motorbike, you think one moving part, that's the rear wheel because it's just an axle across and then the rear wheel spins. So no pistons going up and down. Really, really simple. Really Beautifully good. simple. And I tell you, I've broken plenty, like all zero owners, I've broken plenty of belts. Um, and, um, and then I've watched some owners convert them to chain and I've ridden a couple of chain drive, uh, 
electric motorbikes and and then the noise becomes such a horrible noise because you know you've got such a silent beast outside of that so yeah the the hub drive is actually one of the things i really like about it um uh, especially on the noise side of it we uh when we went for a ride uh chris and i my brother were riding it and um he was on a brand new one and we're going around the first roundabout and I could actually hear the wax on his tire squeaking. And I'm like, Oh, go easy till you've worn the tires in. And I'm like, (laughs) I never heard that on my Harley. You just never heard those noise. No. Yeah. And then riding around, uh, was with a lady giving her a test ride in Canberra. And as we're actually riding down the street, talking to each other, doing about 40 Ks an hour. And I said to her, can you hear the birds? And she says, yeah, I can. I said, you've never heard that on a motorbike before, have you? <laughs> it's one of my favourite things about electric motorbikes is uh, I don't miss that noise at all. I don't miss it all. It's it's utterly superfluous to me now. And, and uh, uh, I've got an ice bike in the shed, an old ice bike in the shed that I'm getting to get on the road soon. And I'm, I'm, the, the thing that I'm least looking forward to is how much noise it's going to make and, and the lack of connection that I have to the world around me, uh, which I love with an electric motorbike. So that's cool. Um, all right, we're nearly out of time, Pete. Um, but I know I'm looking back at my notes here and I know why I said chain drive made myself sound like an idiot. It's because when I was digging around on, uh, the Evoke International website, I was looking for what's coming next and, and, and ah. the new models. And, uh, that's where I found some stuff on their website about new models that are coming. And, you know, uh, so tell me, tell me, I mean, okay. Before I get to the innovation and the next stuff that's coming, number one, uh, well-developed, you've got your business set up, you've, you've toured the East Coast, you're lining up dealers now so that you've got support up and down the East Coast, uh, you've got punters excited, you come me excited. The bikes are available now, right? Yes, they are. Right. Yes. Excellent. Um, NWA, we've actually uh, had a really good response from Perth and WA, so I can't leave those guys out. I think there's a, a really good electric vehicle following over there. There is. There is, and there's some good charging infrastructure over in the West too. So that, yeah. Uh, those, yeah, that's great. So, And um, how much is someone going to pay for one of these bikes? So we've got the uh, the two models at the moment. So the Urban S, uh, which is sort of a, an Italian-style naked uh, sports bike is fifteen grand, and then the classic, um, which is a bit more of a cafe racer, uh, it's fifteen and a half, and it also has that dual charger. So that's kind of where the extra five hundred bucks goes. Yeah, nice. So about fifteen grand, which is a, which is a nice entry level price for what is a um, a, a very well specced, um, simple to own. Um, honest and f- really fun electric motorcycle so yeah. I, I i i think i think you've done really well mate because it places it fills a gap in the market between those really cheap crappy slow little electric bikes and then at the other end you've got sort of fairly high priced high performance electric bikes and and we haven't had this this spot in the middle where i want something that's decent it's got decent power it looks good uh it handles uh well um it's got a good level of specification but but you know i don't have you know, 50,000 bucks, for example. And, and so I, that's great. I, I really wish you the best of luck. So bikes are available now. You can go to, um, evoke electric motorcycles Australia and, or, or, or um, uh, and contact Pete and Chris directly to, to get hold of one. So just to wrap up, tell us, um, tell us what's next. You've got some bikes here, uh, that of the current generation. Presumably you've got more coming in, firstly. Yep. And secondly, uh, what's coming down the pipeline? Tell us about the new stuff that's coming 
So we've got uh, so we've got a, a container load of bikes coming uh, due in uh, August September. Um, so we've got plenty of bikes available, um, but we've got two new models coming. So one's a Gemini, uh, is what they're calling it. It's Basically, the next step up. Um, so instead of being more like a 400, hopefully it's going to be a little bit more like a 600. Um, nice. So it's going to move uh, the motor up into the centre of the bike and um, just for a, a little bit more sports riding for a little bit more power. Uh, so that's that's one that's on the on the uh, list. But one of our favourites is the 6061, which is a super cruiser. So they're basically... Over a few beers, a few of the guys at the factory said, what if we got three batteries from an Evoke Urban and stuck them together and made a cruiser? And, <laughs> and so they did. They did. <laughs> so they did. So they actually they put it all together. Um, and, look, it's going to be a lot more like a, a big Harley-Davidson cruiser motorcycle. Um uh, with the, the capacity, because the batteries are, is going to be so much bigger, it will open up the, the options to fast charge. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff that they're working on. They've actually just sent it uh, to Europe to get uh, Euro complied. Nice. So they're going through all that Euro, uh, European uh, compliance. Once we get the European compliance, then um, we can have a look at bring it into Australia and get the Australian compliance. So a little way off yet, but definitely something to keep on your radar. Yeah, nice, nice. I, I, I think um, you know, if they come in at the right price, there's a there's a real market in Australia, particularly for those larger capacity bikes, because of the lack of charging infrastructure that we have here for the next only maybe the next year or two. But for the next year or two, there's there's a definite sweet spot. Well, mate, um, it's been awesome to learn a little bit about um where you guys came from and and um you know the the, the bumpy road that you've had uh through COVID and and now lockdown here on yeah. your road trip and everything else but congratulations on everything you and chris have achieved i i um i really loved my little ride on the bike and um i've, I've sent a number of people your way who are who are prime customers for this i wish you the best of success um and um mate i keep my fingers crossed that you'll get out of victoria eventually we will indeed. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Peter. Listeners, uh, that's all for now for this episode of The Ridden, or should I say The Driven? I probably should. Uh, thanks very much for joining us. I hope uh, you got something out of this episode, and we will talk to you again soon. The Driven Podcast was brought to you by Solaray Energy. Solaray Energy has been designing and installing solar and storage solutions for electric vehicle owners since EVs first arrived in Australia. There's a smarter way to run your EV from Solaray. Visit solaray.com.au forward slash the driven.